Good day, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to Total Wellness Radio, episode 203. Today, we catch up with a remarkable man from Florida, Arnold Weissman, known as Mr. Paleo. He is a functional nutritionist and an exercise specialist. Now, get this. This man is 67 years old. He's extremely active in the gym at 5'9", a buck 45. Excellent health. He was one of the original followers of Dr. Lauren Cordain, who introduced us to the Paleo Primal Keto-type diet. He also is the originator of Heavy Hands, classic exercise program. He is a yoga instructor and has extensive experience in two different fields, including exercise physiology and sports medicine. And to top it off, on his resume of accomplishments, he was trained by Dr. Tony Abbott, who developed the NASA space program, fitness program for astronauts. So sit back and tune in to this episode, episode 203 of Total Wellness Radio, as we catch up with Mr. Paleo, Arnold Weissman from Florida. Good day, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to Total Wellness Radio. Today, I have a very special guest. You're, we're visiting from Florida, right, with Mr. Paleo today. Is that right? That's correct. That's awesome. You and I met... Uh, just recently on uh, on LinkedIn, I believe we kind of touch touch bases. We're following kind of some of the same people, and and I reached out to you just yesterday. And today's recording is going to be uh, August twenty third, and uh, so I just reached out to you on the twenty second, and you agreed to be on the show. And so thank you so much for taking the time to do this on short notice. Oh, thank you. So with all of my guests, um, I have. Uh, you know, a series of questions, but as I said before we started the recording, hey, we'll just let the conversation take us where it will, and uh, I know you and I are both on the same page. We want to share a beneficial message with the listeners. I find it fascinating that people that are into natural health, that are either become practitioners or, you know, take a very serious role, active role in their own personal health, usually have some form of backstory that I always find interesting. I know our listeners do as well. And that is, you know, what was the catalyst or the thing that maybe happened to you or a family member or loved one um, that put you on a path to natural health? Okay. You sure you want to go there because it's a bit of a story. I, You know what? I love, this is one of my favorite. That's why it's my first question. I think there's so much good information there. Okay. So let's go back to when I was born. My mother had six children that died before or during childbirth. Wow. That was number seven. So being an only child in that situation. Wow. I was raised in a household where they made sure that I was fed, well fed. Ah. Okay, so I was the typical single fat child. Okay. And... We'll jump forward in the story. And um, my life progressed pretty much like most people's lives. And uh, it was in my second marriage. I had done quite a bit of intrinsic Uh, esoteric exploration and we spent 14 months in India studying with a master now 
this was southern India, and southern India is Hindu. Okay. And that means there's no meat. Mm -hmm. It's basically vegetarian. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> I had a background in, I got three degrees in science, and I had a background as a nutritionist before. Okay. And fitness. And when we got back, we were both fat and sick. Mm. And I said, you know, what's wrong with this picture? We were supposed to be healthy because we were vegetarian. And we come back and we're fat and sick. So basically what I did is I threw out all of my training, all of my education and started over from scratch. Okay. And it was at that point that I discovered a man by the name of Dr. Lauren Cordain. I don't know if you're familiar with him. Uh -uh. He's considered the founder of the paleo movement. <clears throat> and Dr. Cordain really impressed me with uh, his in-depth exploration of how the human body really functions when it comes to diet. Okay. And it was through him and a couple of other people, um, probably uh, Mark Sisson would be one. I don't know if you're familiar with him. No. Uh -uh. Uh, yeah, there, there's several people that influenced me. Another man, Dr. Ken Berry, wrote the book. This is if you only read one book. <laughs> It's Lies My Doctor Told Me by Dr. Ken Berry. So having pursued the path of paleo mm -hmm. then eventually moving to uh, <clears throat> keto, which is a stricter form of paleo, and then mm -hmm. to primal, which throws in dairy. Okay. If you're not lactose intolerant and you can tolerate dairy, okay. then you go primal. And it, it changed my life, and it changed, it helped me change many other people's lives. Okay. Um, probably the most striking client I've ever had. I lived in Colorado for about 10 years. Okay. And I was, it, it's a small town in Colorado, Pagosa Springs. And I was either coming out of or going into our one major grocery store. And this man who looked in pretty bad shape walked up to me. Now, you have to understand, on my truck, my license plate is Mr. Paleo. Yes. So he walked up to me and he said, are you a paleontologist? And I said, no, you're talking about the license plate. <laughs> I'm called Mr. Paleo for the Paleo Diet. He says, that's great. Can I talk to you? Then he started to explain his situation. We're standing there and, and you know, I've had a lot of conversations with a lot of sick people. Mm -hmm. He says to me, my doctors have given me two weeks to live. Oh, wow. And I'm looking at this man. He's all of probably 80, 85 pounds, maybe five foot five, five foot six. Oh. Skin and bones. Looks horrible. 
You know, I mean, it's obviously very sick. Yeah. And he said, you know, could you help me? And you have to understand, he didn't have much money left. The doctors had let him dry. Oh, my gosh. So I said, sure. You know, this is, there's no charge. I'll do everything I can to help you. Now, I want you to really let this sink in. When I left Pagosa two years later, he was still alive and said he had never felt better. Wow. And that, if there was one person that made everything that I went through worthwhile, it was him. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? That's, I mean, it's kind of atypical because of the extreme. Yes. But it's not really that far out there when you talk to other practitioners, mm-hmm. particularly some of the physicians that have switched to paleo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You hear a lot of this. Yes. A lot of, I mean, it, it almost is invariably not disease significant, which is mm-hmm. really interesting. Yes. It's not that you can go paleo with just this or this or this, like if you're a diabetic, mm-hmm. whatever. Right. <clears throat> the fact that the paleo diet works has confirmed my belief that paleo diet is about eating how we were designed to eat. Mm-hmm. Now you can do your homework and you can go through all the medical literature like I did and everything. And you will come to the same conclusion that we are a dual fuel machine. Yes. We are primarily designed to use animal protein and fat as our main source. And the best examples of this are two of the healthiest, well, up until recently, up until fast food in modern times, Two of the healthiest uh, human populations on the planet were the Inuit, Mm -hmm. whose diet is about 80% saturated fat, 80%. And then the other was the the Maasai in South Africa, Mm -hmm. and their diet was basically blood and meat Mm -hmm. and milk. So there was a lot of... Uh, background that existed if you looked for it. Mm-hmm. Now, <clears throat> I'm sure you're aware there are two types of physicians. There's allopaths <laughs> and naturopaths. I have butted heads with so many allopaths, I don't talk to them anymore. <laughs> uh, I highly recommend that if you have a uh, health issue that might be serious that you find yourself a really good naturopath in your area Mm -hmm. the whole uh, experience that I've had is it really almost doesn't matter what the disease is Mm -hmm. now of course there are exceptions to the rule sure But either paleo, primal, or keto, one of those three, will almost always resolve medical issues. Yeah. Now, that is not true for certain things like vaccine injury. You know, it may help to heal. Sure. 
mold-related issues. It helps. There are just certain things that the body, because of the mechanics involved, mm-hmm. needs more than just a dietary change. Correct. So um, that's basically where I'm coming from. Yeah. Now, you didn't know I was a naturopath, did you? No. <laughs> so I want to make sure it's real clear we're capturing in this on the interview that, uh, you know, again, you and I's relationship started less than 24 hours ago, and, and you agreed to be on this uh, this episode of Total Wellness Radio. But, yes, I've been a naturopath for about 20 years. So I appreciate your comments. I just want everybody to know that you and I didn't script that. <laughs> Actually, that's that's um, really good to hear. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I love what you're touching on. And my experience has been that, you know, there's really no such thing as disease. What we're experiencing is faulty performance, right? We're not doing things by design, as you've touched on already, very, very, very accurately, in terms of doing things with the body and positioning it to perform the way it was designed. And so there's never been a symptom that the human body gives that was an outcry for a drug deficiency. Never. No, never. <laughs> there's never been a deficiency outcry by these bodies. But I, don't think our, I don't think our prehistoric... Um, Relatives were running around looking for a <laughs> pharmacy. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's so true. I mean, we've got modern medicine that has a, a four-generational history, four generations only, 109 years. What you and I are talking about has, just in recorded history, 215 generations that right. traditional care, that diet, lifestyle, stress, in that order, are the things that correct the expression of these bodies. They perform by design when we adhere to those things. We have a specific design. <laughs> it's like any automobile. Yep. You know, you can't put Mopar parts on a Chevy. <laughs> so. so now are you are you coaching? Are you doing education? I mean, what what are you doing as far as like your uh, you know, your primary, problem. my primary uh, goal is to assist people that are having issues. Okay. So it's not so much about teaching others in my profession. Uh huh. I really prefer the the what's the word I want what comes out of a reaction between two people when you find the solution to the problem and you change someone's health for the better. Yeah. So you're really, you're really acting as a, an experienced guide sharing with you can them. See that. Yeah. 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 I've actually, I've, I've lived it myself. This is not something like, you know, your average Joe who says, yeah, do this, this, and this, because I was told that's what you do. No, <laughs> I've been there, done that. Yeah. What do you find has been like one of the biggest challenges? I mean, when you meet people, you said you met that one guy in, in Pagosa Springs coming in or out of the, the, the store there, and he saw your license plate. When you meet people, when you're conversing with people, 
and they know they need to change and they're looking for hope and you're the and they have approached you and they want what do you find to be the biggest challenge that you have to overcome with them usually well let's take a step back from the story i just told you mm-hmm. he had exhausted all allopathic forms of treatment Okay. So he run the gamut, right? Okay. And that's generally the problem is people come to you as a naturopath yeah. or a practitioner of, of natural, you know, <clears throat> as the last resort. Yeah. And that's, that, it bothers me because it's not about ego in any way, shape or form. It's not about, well, why didn't you come to me first? It's just that they suffered needlessly because of the way that we are mentally trained to think here in the U.S. Yep, I have to agree, 100%. And, you know, it's I've had friends that were naturopathic practitioners, you know, across all the fields. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's always been (laughs) the same story. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't come to you first, they come to you last. Yeah. And if there was one thing I could accomplish, would be to break that cycle. Yeah, that's a really good point. It's a very profound thing you're touching on. First choice versus last resort. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, makes a lot of yeah, sense. I've tried, I've tried everything else. Yep. I've got nothing to lose. Yep. Except that you just spent two years, five years, ten years sick. Yep. And you didn't have to. Correct. Yeah. So, you know, it's, I mean, if you're a naturopath, then you know that what we do is about alleviating suffering. Yeah. The whole idea is we don't want people to suffer. Right. Well, and you don't want them to become dependent either, right? I mean, what you're touching on makes total sense. You want them to become empowered and the ability to think, uh, you know, and take some responsibility and come out from under fear regarding their health and realize that symptoms are not disease. Symptoms are, you know, performance issues. What can I do to perform better? Right, better you know, better quality food, better quality, you know, less toxins, all that. So exercise, all the rest of movement. Yep, yep. So um, when it comes to the people that you work with, are are you um, do you do like just one on one coaching, or do you have like uh, I know you shared with me earlier how much you love the you know the the digital world, right, electronics, but. How do you find that you serve, you know, your clients? Is it like mostly one-on-one consultations or, or how are you delivering those, that education to them? Yeah, I, I really, I prefer one-on-one yeah. because as you know, every individual is just that. They're unique unto themselves. Yep. You know, okay, so you may have cancer, which a lot of people have, but mm-hmm. you have cancer, right? Yeah. Not somebody else. Right. Yeah. That's that's an important distinction. I think that, you know, using communication patterns that um, 
position them to not only empower themselves, but empower the people around them, right? Because they've got to go back and explain to their husband or wife why they're choosing this path. They have to go back and explain to their family or their friends or their kids, uh, you know, coworkers. And the more we communicate in a very simple but yet effective way about putting them in charge of their health, which is where it belongs anyways. I mean, I, I, the other thing that comes to mind is insurance, right? We have an insurance-driven quality of disease care in this country. It's a miserable failure, um, you know, and, and it's funded by big pharma. So when people come to me and they say, well, do you take insurance? It's like, absolutely not. Um, and the reason I won't accept insurance is because I don't want them dictating to me that I can't refer you to someone else to get the true treat. If I can't completely solve the problem, I need to be able to introduce you and educate you about other things you can do, right? And I don't want to be handcuffed, golden handcuffs is what I call them, to an insurance-driven policy that I don't agree with, right? Or told what to do. And you told know, what, yeah, yeah, told what to that's do. That's absolutely correct. Yeah. Any, uh, any, anything you got going in the near future and new, like a direction for goals and you're going to be writing some books or, uh, no, any of that kind of stuff in the future? No, that's, that's the one thing I'm not a writer. Okay. And truthfully, I think it's been written 15 times already. I have to agree. I, you know, it's, <clears throat> and as much as I hate to say this, there are professionals out there who do nothing but write books. Yeah, and they've never had the experience you had with that gentleman, um, you know, watching his life be restored. They've never stood in an exam room and had to coach people in the trenches on how to restore their health and feel better and do better and get their uh, their optimism back, right? And their love for life back. Um, there's a lot of great people that are great researchers never had never set foot in a clinic. Um, and not only great researchers, but you know they're great talkers. Yeah. There's some great talkers out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there really is. I think I'm you not have... going to mention any names. Yeah, yeah. But they're out there for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll tell you, I... Uh, I greatly appreciate you spending the time with me to to uh, you know to get the uh, the information down for people. What's the best way if somebody, you know, our listeners, like as I get ready to wrap this up, I do have a couple more questions actually. If there was one thing, right, from your experience that you want to make absolutely certain our listeners hear that they pick up on what that that one key message, uh, what would that message be? Probably how utterly important it is to consider what you put in your body. Yeah. Yeah, I've always found that fascinating. How willing people are to go to a doctor and swallow a pill, um, a drug, but yet when they ask the doctor, what could I eat differently to improve my health? Uh, more often than not, they're told nothing or, um, you know, cut down on eggs or, you know, just something ridiculous. And it's like, well, wait a second, you want me to swallow your drug 
You're saying that, you know, it's the same delivery system. Shouldn't I be looking at the other things I'm putting in my mouth as well? No, 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 no. That's not how allopathy works. <laughs> <laughs> That's too much to hope for, way. isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mr. Wiseman, as we get ready to wrap up here, what's the best way for our listeners to get in touch with you? How can they get in contact with you if they'd like to know more about Mr. Paleo and his his viewpoints on restoring health? I'll give you three different ways to contact me. Perfect. I'm always available on LinkedIn, and I'm easy to find. I think that's where you found me, actually. Yeah, just yesterday. It was awesome. Okay, we got it on LinkedIn. They can telephone me. My phone number is 850-590-8184. Got it. And if I don't answer, please leave a message because I'm probably busy. I'm not ignoring anybody. And then the last way is through one of my emails. I'll give you uh, my personal email, which is dragonmaster, the number nine, at hotmail.com. Got it. We'll make sure and include these for our description too, so. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. All right, sir. Well, for uh, Arnold Weissman, Mr. Paleo, uh, this is Dan Young at Total Wellness Radio. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning into this episode. We'll catch you next time. Hello, everybody. This is Dr. Jed Adamson from Twin Falls, Idaho. I'm the founder of Holistic Health Wellness Center, and you are listening to Total Wellness Radio. That's going to do it for this episode of Total Wellness Radio. Thanks, as always, for tuning in and making us a part of your day. If you haven't heard the news, the Ultimate Healing System, 18 Proven Steps to Achieve Optimum Health, has been re-released in a new format. A little bit smaller, easier to read, and it's available at our Country Doctor Nutritional Center website. Please check us out, and we look forward to having you join us again on a future episode of Total Wellness Radio.